0: Hi everyone, hope you're all doing good. So in today's episode of The Legacy Podcast, I'll be getting into conversation with Batuala. We'll be discussing how he's building a legacy through his work in the community supporting underserved creatives. And we'll also talk about how his faith is helping him to navigate this journey. Now, his journey actually started with him working at Nike as a sales assistant after graduating from university. And what's interesting is that he's had a 10-year career at Nike, working in various roles, different teams and on different projects, including marketing for the Jordan brand. But he eventually left what he called his dream job to start his own creative agency in 2019, called InZone. InZone works with global, youth-focused brands, and Nike was actually their first client. They were able to make six figures in their first year of business, and they've made year-on-year growth. Since then, soon after starting in Zone, Batwala set up Creators House, which is a non-for-profit organization that provides studio space for underserved creatives in London, with plans to grow into Europe. Welcome to the podcast, Batwala. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. Like, Who's
1: that me? you're talking about? Is that-
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's you. How'd your day been?
1: Good. Day has been good. Looking okay. forward to this.
0: Yeah, thank you for joining me. Um so what I'm gonna do with the podcast is to ask two questions just to okay. get the ball rolling. Okay. And these are questions that I'm gonna be asking every single guest. So the first one is: if this season of your life was a chapter in a book, what would it be called?
1: Wow. If this chapter on oh, what would it be called? Um, I wanna say on the cuff. On the okay. cuff, like um, yeah. So what I mean by that is like I feel like I'm on the the brink of something that is about to get really big, mainly mm. through creative sales, but then through through the whole kind of enterprise as well. So I feel like yeah, on the brink. I say on the brink.
0: On the brink. On okay, the brink.
1: Yeah, yeah, on the brink of moving into something really big, um, and I just have a feeling it's it's there. But like, sometimes I feel like that's the hardest part because. Again, like, you know, Pastor spoke about this, I think, a few Sundays ago that, you know, when you're doing something positive, mm. there's things that come for you, right? And I feel like because you're on the brink of something big, I feel like there's lots of challenges that, uh, mm. you know, essentially is trying to stop us from getting there. But, mm. yeah, I'd say that would be my chapter. Yeah, challenges I hope, but anyway. also
0: excitement as well for yeah. what's to come, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Um, and the second question is, what does legacy mean to you?
1: Legacy for me is... um I think that the main focus for me regarding legacy now is creating generational blessings, right? And I think a lot of time we talk about generational wealth, we talk about breaking generational curses, Mm. um, which absolutely, you know, 100% um, needed. Um, But I think in my time of the life right now with, you know, me and my family and my wife and and everyone else, I feel like we're in a space where we're trying to create generational blessings. And what I mean by that is mainly um, if I look at my wife's parents or my in-laws, they've spent their whole life serving literally mm-hmm. their whole life serving other people and they're just the most selfless people that I've ever met. Um and I'm um, I'm convinced that you know we mainly because of my wife. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've taken I've, <laughs> I've got the blessings from my wife's family, but I'm convinced that the life we have now is because of their prayers and because of their right. service. Um so we're just trying to continue that and create the generational blessings mm-hmm. for our next generation, not just family but then as a community.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And I think we're gonna explore more about how you're doing that as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I believe it's about having that long term focus and not allowing whatever benefits you've achieved or received yeah. to end with you, but seeing it go further yeah. um to generations ahead of you.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, absolutely. And when you when you listen to a lot of the the big names, I've been listening to a lot of Oprah recently, mm. random. I don't know why, but I've been she just keeps coming up on my YouTube. Um, but a lot of people like that, like they're obviously super wealthy, um, but their vision is really generating wealth through service. Mm-hmm. Um and they feel like it's almost like a funnel, right? The more you put into it, the more it comes out. Yeah. So that's kind of really what we're trying to do is trying to live a life of service and, and, and benefit our community in one way or another. Then, you know, let's let's see, you yes. know, hopefully that 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 supports our family, but then supports the wider yeah. wider community.
0: Excellent. And I guess that kind of segues into like the start in this kind of conversation. Yeah. And just following on from, you know, that whole long term vision and impact that you want to create. How did that kind of unveil itself to you to the point where you said, "Okay, I've got a good career working Mm -hmm. at night, been (laughs) there for ten years, steady income, but actually, I want to start my own thing." Like, what inspired you to make that leap?
1: I asked asked myself the same question (laughs) at the time (laughs) because, yeah, that was a a crazy conversation to have with my wife, um, to go to her. So yeah, for context, we, I was, you know, working at Nike for 10 years. I was in my dream job, quote unquote, at the time working with Jordan, um, the Jordan brand, you know, growing up playing basketball and, you know, working in marketing, you know, I'd literally just finished a campaign specifically for Jordan himself and like meeting Michael Jordan himself and a bunch of other athletes and stuff. Like that's like the the last project I just did. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, having a conversation with my wife that I feel like we should leave this life that we have, um, and uh, move back to London. Uh, we were in Amsterdam at the time. Move back to London. Move back to our parents' house and 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 try start from scratch almost. So that was that was a tough conversation. But I guess to answer your question, I think, I, I guess the easiest way I can say it is, is is purpose. Um, and you know, I do feel blessed. I think I'm in my purpose. Um, it's looking like I'm in my purpose. Um. And I've, I've just always wanted to give back in one way. And I've always wanted to have my business, my own business. It's just one of those things I just always had it in me. I don't know where it came from, mm-hmm. if I'm honest. Um, maybe because I saw my family in business um, my whole life. Maybe it's that. In terms of wanting to give back to the community, I think it's more just an appreciation for the support that I had growing up in inner-city London, you know, living in, 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 in Gambia in West Africa for seven years when I was young as well. So I guess it's an appreciation for my upbringing and how... I've had support and I've also not had support. Mm. Um, So that's always been in me. So I think it's more just having that and wanting to make sure that I don't have the regret of growing old and not trying. I think that's like the main thing that pushed me to, Mm. to, yeah, take that leap
0: yeah and so you took the leap in um starting in zone yeah and then from there you then established creator's house talk me through like that process and that experience in starting the not-for-profit
1: yeah so it was always the intention to give back to community and that was one of the reasons why i left because, um, you know, there's great ways you can give back to community through Nike and, and you know, we, we were doing that through purpose-driven marketing. Um, but I felt like there was a cap on the ability of me and what I could do and what I could achieve. So one of the reasons I left um, was I wanted to create a business that I can use that as a funnel to give back to the community. So, you know, I started zone a creative agency, saw a niche there. Um, you know, lucky enough to Nike to be our first client. Um, We didn't just come because I had friends that worked there, there was was more to it, Um, but we were fortunate and blessed that that was our first client. You know, um, was doing great business in the first year of pandemic, basically. You know, we we pretty much launched, you know, it was 2019, but when we kind of externally launched was the beginning of 2020, and obviously COVID a few months later. Um, So that was interesting. And then it was really through a need and a demand is where we then found Crater's house um, a year down the line. And it was that moment where you know New Year, you know fasting and praying and Jan like new, I guess perspective. Um, and then that's the point where we kind of just went back to what is our purpose? What are we trying to achieve? What's the bigger picture essentially or outside of just business? What's the bigger picture? Um, and that's the point where we thought, you know what, let's let's start something from from a community point of view. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's that's where it was born from. And then yeah, continued from there.
0: Yeah. And did you experience any like challenges in getting it off the ground and starting it?
1: Yes. yeah loads i think what we're doing is quite unique yeah because what generally tends to happen is people will you know have build their business and have a good living and become millionaires and whatever and then they have this surplus pot of money like oh you know i want to give back i want to do something Mm -hmm. good and then they you know go and build a charity or foundation or whatever it is which is probably the better way to do it, if I'm honest. <laughs> um, but but we're quite unique in a sense where we're building both at the same time. Mm. Um, and where that that mindset came from was, that was the initial mindset that I had, is we need to create, you know, build build this business and build it up to yeah. a point where it's earning a certain amount of money that we have, some then we can put back into community. So that was always the initial plan. Yeah. Um, but then when we had this, this kind of mindset shift a year later and had this, this moment where I said, you know, we're we're kind of trying to reanalyze everything was that, well, actually, let's just start now and start small. We don't always have to wait until you think it's the quote unquote right time. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's just start now and start small and then build from there. And we did, we started with an online mentoring program, which was free to run. Mm -hmm. I just got, you know, eight of my friends that worked in really cool jobs Mm -hmm got them um, as part of this online mentoring program. We had a network of young people. We brought about 20 or so young people and built an online men- mentoring program. And that's where it started. Mm-hmm. So where we are now, is it's, it's been brought to this stage organically and it's become this big organically, mm-hmm. um, but we just started small and just almost let, God do the rest if, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. And so, like, even before you took the leap to leave your job, and then even the next phase of your growth, starting creators yeah. house. Yeah. Was there any like financial like principles or any kind of financial plans that you put in place before taking that leap? Um The initial you, yeah, yeah the initial
1: you, leap for before start when when we left Nike yeah, yeah so we. Um, you know, it was a leap of faith, absolutely. But I also knew that we had a little bit of a buffer, okay. savings wise. Yeah. So we had enough, I can't remember exactly how it was. I want to say between three and six months. Okay. Um, it might be closer towards the three months, I'm not sure. Mm. Um, but it was between three and six months buffer to just survive. Um and also at that point we moved back to my in-laws place. You know, we we were renting out our house at the time, so we just left that as it is and moved back to my mm. in-law, so our costs were lower. Yeah. Um and yeah, we had that buffer and that was our, our period of you have this amount of time to make it work. Mm. And if you don't make it work within that period of time, then you need to start applying for jobs. Yeah. Right. Because that was our reality. So that was our financial plan to do that. And we were blessed that we were able to start up and continue yeah. um, because our, our startups costs were very low we were we were quite lean to start up yeah and and that's that's because that worked for our business i know not all businesses are the same some businesses need that that initial big pot of money um to get started with ours we were able to start it quite lean um and then grow as the, the organization growed.
0: Yeah, um, no, that's an yeah. interesting point. Cause I think when you start something or when you have a vision, you have to think about how you're gonna fund it, especially in the beginning. Um, and I think the opportunity that you had to move back, you know, to your in-laws helped yeah. you to kind of reduce your costs so that you won't have to yeah. think too much about the financial side of things yeah. and just focus on building at that point.
1: Yeah, yeah. But for me, I'm always kind of in the middle in mm. a sense of I'm not in one extreme or another. Right. And I do believe, um, there is a need to make sure that you have a smart financial plan yeah. that you need to pay the bills and you need to eat right so you need to have that buffer um but at the same time I wouldn't want it to be a hindrance from you starting right because right? sometimes yeah. people think too much and too deep and do too much calculation um and it just it just on paper just looks impossible mm. I think you need to give God an opportunity to bless you an opportunity to show you the impossible yeah. um so I'm kind of in the middle on that and, and, and an example of that is with Crater's House we started it and it did require an investment to start mm-hmm. and that, that was self-funded to get it up and running. But then when you start something and you deliver it and create in the right way, mm-hmm. the funding will come, right? And we kind of talk about how mm-hmm. specifically that that happened, but it was one of those things where we got it up and running, mm-hmm. but then trusted that the funding will come because of what we're delivering and the way yeah. we're delivering it, if that makes yeah. sense. So I'm kind of both, yes, yeah. be smart, but then also don't overcalculate because Have faith, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. And I think faith is very key in this because like, and you've mentioned as well, like give God space to kind of bless you. Yeah. And oftentimes when God gives you an instruction or he places a desire in your heart, Mm. you're not going to know how it's going to fully like come to be, yeah. but you have to trust that, you know, he's going to carry you through that journey and through yeah. that process. So yeah, let's talk about the funding side of yeah. Creators House yeah, and like, yeah. how are you able to navigate funding this project? Because a lot of it, I guess in the beginning was self-funded yeah. um, and you want to grow something that's sustainable. So what is the funding kind of experience been?
1: So to, because it, this, so Creators House required more investment to start up than InZone did. Okay. Right, so in zone as a model it was a little bit more lean to start it up create this house it's a physical space right mm-hmm. so we need to pay for the basics rent electricity overheads the basic stuff mm-hmm. right um so we started in a, a smaller studio so it was it was manageable to start so we didn't start with this yeah. right we started with a small in a smaller space um and it was manageable and we did you know have to put our own money into it um to support it but it then goes back to our purpose right the whole reason why i started in zone was mm-hmm. that so we can use inzone as a funnel to get back Right. right so then that's what we did we used InZone as a funnel to give back um and you know we, we we funded it to get it up and running um and and we did that for for a while InZone was paying salaries for a while um but then we then got some grants early on which helped out um which yeah helped us kind of continue to, to sustain and that gave us like another few months yeah. um we had some private donations which was great you know, that's that's good to have those those blessings of, of private donations come mm-hmm. through. And that was basically able to kind of sustain us for the first eight month period. And that was like our proof of concept period. Um, and then we moved into this place. So, you know, we have, we have the old studio. We got handed our notice um, we've literally like six weeks to go it was super unexpected just before Christmas. So that was a headache. But again, God, God's testimony and blessed us to be able to find this space, which is five times bigger than the previous one. Yeah. Um, and how that all happened was was crazy as well. And then so now moving into this space um, by delivering excellence in our first studio, mm-hmm. we've got a lot of attention from a lot of people in the local area and wider. And, and this space is a council owned building. So the council support supported us to, to move here. Um, so that's one way and and allowing us to to, to deliver this. Mm-hmm. And then we've continued with, you know, applying for more grants, um, you know, private donations. And now we've brought on a, a fundraiser to be able to support us on basically bringing a diverse um, pot of of money through various different ways, mm. and now we're in a stage where so the, the as I said the last eight months was proof of concept. Now is like growth stage. Okay. So now we're basically connecting with brands, and okay. that's where we'll see ourselves be more sustainable long term to come on board as brand partners. Mm where you know that's where you're looking at you know them supporting us to to, as i said to to be sustainable long term and then we'll then continue with all the other you know we'll continue raising grants um applying for grants we'll continue um with you know major donors and and the rest of it
0: so you've been quite creative in terms of funding it like looking at different ways to fund it yeah different people organizations that can support the work you're doing
1: yeah it's been yeah that's that's the biggest challenge from a not-for-profit point of view um and yeah, there's, 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 there has been lots of different ways of doing it. We're trying to get get creative about how we do it as well. Um, for example, you know, doing fundraising campaigns, but leveraging brands to support us with fundraising campaigns where the money doesn't have to come from their pocket, but we're leveraging their network and their... their um, yeah, I guess their portfolio of of, of people and their credibility, yeah. um, where other people can then donate to us, right? Um, so there's ways of being creative about mm-hmm. about doing it, um, and as a continuously, you know, having in zoners at, at the core of you know pushing it and driving it and being being the, being the main lever. But yeah, fundraising is is the biggest challenge, um, yeah. especially when you want to plan for long term. Um, it is the hardest one. But our approach was always to deliver something with excellence, yeah. right? And we did it from the last studio, and, and hopefully we're doing it here as well. Mm-hmm. And when you when you do that, doors open. Yeah. Um yeah. so yeah, that's 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 always been our approach.
0: Yeah. So I guess you've you've got a very strong community focused in terms of what you're doing, the mission that you have yeah. um for Creatives um Creators House. So what would you say is the impact that you've been seeing since starting it up?
1: Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Yeah, we 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 were intentional about making sure that we capture that impact as well, yeah. mainly for when we apply for grants and yeah. when we're working with brands, we yeah. can actually show them that. But yeah, we opened up and have been pretty much fully booked from the beginning. I think that alone shows shows the impact, right? Mm-hmm. So loads of youth centers, as you said, have closed. Yep. Lots of funding has been cut in this space. Um, the creative industry is growing five times quicker than the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's still lots of discrepancies. Um, there's still you know, not many people of color working in the creative industry. There's still less women than men working in the creative industry. There's still lots of discrimination and it's a hard industry to get into because of just the way that the industry is set up, yeah. right? It's, it's very entrepreneurial. Um, so because of all of that, there's a need. Right. And there isn't spaces like this, but I kind of keep hearing that there's nothing else like this that's delivering it mm-hmm. at this level for free. Yeah. Um, so, because of that, there's been a clear need. Right. And we've hardly done any marketing. Everything that we've done has been through word of mouth um, because there's a need. Yeah. Right. And um, yeah, we've, we've, we've heard, we've got loads of reviews on, on Google and loads of, have loads of conversations with people here and they genuinely feel like, you know, they wouldn't be able to, to do what they're doing without this space. Um, I just read a review today actually saying that this space has allowed them to turn an idea into reality because mm-hmm. um, a lot of people have ideas around podcasts or wanted to start their, their photography portfolio or want to learn how to DJ or whatever. And it's um, without the, the needs, uh, without the means, and the spaces and the network and the guidance and the inspiration, it's hard to get started. Mm -hmm. Whereas this space, you literally have all of that for free to be able to do that. And then from that point on, like, you know, the. The world is open to you to, to what you want to achieve. So, yeah, the impact has been has been super big. And I think especially reading f- through the Google reviews, like when times get hard, like you read through those, and you're like, well, at least we're, we're doing something right here.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I guess what you're doing is actually tied to the legacies of other people because yeah. you're giving them that opportunity to start or continue their creative careers. Mm. And you're playing quite a pivotal role in that because you're offering them this space for free as well. So your legacy is tied to the legacies of all the people that work or use this space as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we won't, we won't always see the full fruit of that because mm. sometimes people come in they, they 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 use it to kind of kick off their projects or whatever it is and then, you know, then we may not see them again. Um but yeah, we have, you know, this year we're potentially going to have about 10 to 10 to 15,000 people come through this space. That's that's that many um, yeah, as you said, legacies that we're, we're mm. a part of, it might be in a small way, might be in a big way, yeah. you know, some people we see once, we don't see them again, some people here every single week, mm. um, and we're able to kind of follow their journey, so, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's nice, it's nice to be mm. able to, to know that you're doing your part mm. in, in, you know, no matter how small or, or big it is, yeah. um, and know that, you know there's there's a bigger picture to it
0: yeah I think that's great and like just going back to like your faith and stuff like mm. how has your faith kind of inspired you along the journey have there been moments where you felt less motivated or yeah. unsure about the next step like how has your faith kind of helped you in those yeah. seasons yeah every day <laughs>
1: <laughs> no I'm, I'm joking um but no it, it goes up and down like like mm-hmm. like everything all right um and and yeah this is this is I said purpose has brought us to this and it's grown organically. Mm-hmm. Um, but because we do everything with excellence, we it's grown, you know, quite big because of just the way we are and, mm-hmm. and the way we wanna kind of work. But um, yeah, like, you know, first of all taking the the leap to leave Nike and, and starting the starting the business. Um, and then, you know, starting this, which ultimately is the same size as InZone and to mm-hmm. now, you know, in terms of, you know, time and and and, and, and everything, it's like Sometimes it's a little bit bigger than in zone, mm-hmm. so it's basically starting doing whole, running two whole new businesses, right? So running two two organizations, plus obviously having having a family and 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 everything else that's important. Um, yeah, it gets tough to be able to mm-hmm. deliver both at that level. Um, but I think our approach has always been so. So myself and my wife, we're both co founders of the space. Our approach has always been we deliver it and do it as well as we can, right? Mm. We basically give God an opportunity to bless us, right? So we need to make sure that, as Pastor always says, God doesn't bless mess, right? Mm. So we make sure that we deliver everything as well as we can. At that point, we just hand it over and yeah. say, it's, it's on you now. Like, mm. if you wanna bless this particular thing, then cool. If you yeah. don't, then cool. So then that way, that removes the stress and the worry of, oh, what if this doesn't happen? Or what if this doesn't come through? Especially in a, in a startup phase, yeah. like decisions are, are important. Or moments are super important, right? This someone can be the difference between closing down or staying open. Just like moving to this space, right? Yeah. There was one person or one group of people that, if they didn't come through, we we would have shut down, yeah. right? So one decision and one moment can be the can be can can be super big, um, in terms of the impact it has. So yes, like just knowing that we've done our part and we just hand it over to God to. Mm-hmm to do the rest that removes the stress of if things don't work out like apply for grants like we've applied for some some big grants that would have helped that we didn't get but it's like it wasn't meant to be it's cool we move on to the Mm. next
0: so what would you say has kind of helped you to like get to where you are now like in terms of like maybe it's your mindset or Mm. like just associates like people that you've had around you or guidance has there been anything that you think has really kind of helped you to get to where you are now
1: um I'd probably say, I know I keep mentioning it, but just always wanting to, to deliver something to perfection. And I know, you know, it's, it's never always perfect, but at least if yeah. you're kind of aiming towards that, um, I have a high standards of ways of working. Yeah. My wife's is on a different level. Right. And it, it annoys me sometimes. She goes too far. Um, <laughs> but like her standards are just so high mm that that's what we always do and always aim to do. And, and you we were speaking about it earlier. Like yeah. you come to this space, it's free, but it, it looks and feels like mm. a space that you'd normally be paying for, yeah. right? Um, and we, we were intentional about about doing that. So I think it's for us just doing everything to such a high level. Um, and then from that, that's what's allowed doors to open and conversation to have the right conversations with the right people and and be, mm-hmm. be within connecting with the right brands and moving in the right spaces that's really going to support this on, on a bigger level. Mm. So, uh, you know, people see that and those things matter. Those those things that, you know, you do that maybe when people aren't watching, um, the, the small things, right? Um, Those things matter and, and the team that, that work here are there. You know, I'm always kind of, you know, on, on top of them about it, like making sure that things are tidy mm. and things are clean and things are done in a certain way. Mm. And it might seem irrelevant, but all those little things, details make a difference Um, and that is what's kind of created our brand and that's why people love what we do and hopefully you know uh, that will mean supporting it in the long term
0: And I guess that ties into the legacy because you don't want to just be remembered for starting Creators House, but you want to be remembered for how you done that as well, like how you dealt with people um, and just like your ethos and how you built the brand. So it's not even just about, yes, you've supported X, Y, Z amount of creatives, but Mm -hmm. how was you along that journey? And I think sometimes our character speaks louder than anything else. And just being a Christian and knowing that, you know, you have those values and you hold yourself to those standards can really impress and... Inspire other people yeah. as well. Hundred so.
1: percent. And those, those, that inspiration is also part of the overall journey. We look at, you know, all different aspects of someone walking into the door, mm. um, to when they leave. We look at all of the different, the different elements and the experience that they have. That inspiration is part of it, right? So when they come in here, we want to create a space where they feel like they can dream, right? You know, we don't know who's coming through the doors. We don't know what in- what environment they're coming from. We don't know, you know, what's what things they're dealing with in their life. We don't know, you know, where they're trying to go, what they're trying to do. But they come into this space. They mm-hmm. feel like it's a space where they can dream. It's a space that feels safe. It's a space that feel, they feel valued. Mm-hmm. You know, we're very intentional in creating all of that. Um, And it's one thing, yeah, we can give you a camera, but, you know, the way we're giving you the camera makes a difference, right? And the space you come into to to record a project makes a difference. Um, So, yeah, we're we're intentional on making sure that it is that. yeah, Because it, it, it's important, it matters.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, And I feel like sometimes when we think about legacy, it's not just the financial part of it, yeah. it's the non-financial as well. Yeah, And I think that's kind of what this conversation has highlighted, that even if like, you're not someone that's a billionaire and you yeah. have a vision to do something, yeah. you can, and God can help you or lead you mm. towards the, you know, the sources of that income that's necessary for you to build yeah. it. But along the way, your character and just the way you do things, has to also match like the standard that you want to deliver Um, because legacy is about everything that encompasses us as individuals um so yeah
1: yeah absolutely and I think also what I'm 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 really trying to push this narrative around not-for-profits and I said where there isn't a lot of people doing doing it this way so we're kind of trying to create a new I guess pioneering way of of giving back to the community um but we really want to I guess switch the narrative of you don't need to be a millionaire to give back, right? You don't need to be mm-hmm. a billionaire to give back. Everyone can give back where they are, right? Um, but then also, you know, shift this narrative of just because you're within a not-for-profit space, that means you're going to be broke your whole life. And like, you're not you're not going to be, your family isn't going to be blessed and you're not going to be able to have the things that you want for your family in your life. Like you can. Um, so I'm, I'm creating this, this ecosystem where, we are given back to community and that's always the foundation. That's always the vision. We definitely never go away from that. So we always make sure that the people that we're blessed and the ones that are blessed first. Mm. Um, but we're build- building this, this ecosystem where, you know, we can also benefit from it and our family can also benefit from it. And we should, because there's, there's a lot of, time and effort we're putting into it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so f- what I mean by that is InZone and Creator house they're both within the same industry, right? So the the brands that we're connecting with from a creative house point of view also are clients within for InZone, mm-hmm. right? Um so for example, we're having great conversations with YouTube um around creative house, but then YouTube also has the needs for a creative agency, mm-hmm. uh, which is a a for-profit business right yeah. and they're paying for services um and then also a long-term plan looking into going to property as well it's like we're creating an ecosystem where um we can thrive as as an organization while also making sure that obviously never impacts the end user who is just you know in our case the underserved um young creative
0: Mm, I think yeah. that's really inspiring for anyone like who's listening that might have a desire to do something that's more community focused yeah. to also remember that number one the funding source like even if you feel like it might be a limitation yeah. to really just go to God and pray and ask for that creative inspiration to yeah. know where to look for yeah. that funding but also to not feel as though it's going to limit your potential yeah. to you know support your family or yeah. have you know the financial freedom that you also want because yeah. it can be quite disheartening when you feel like you want to serve or support others Mm -hmm. but is it going to be at your own detriment and absolutely
1: and 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 yeah and and it should be right and and there's funding out there first Mm -hmm. off like if if there's people out there that want to do you know good stuff for the community there's funding out there there's ways that your project can be can you know um be blessed and, and it will be blessed uh but yeah like there's as, as, as passionate as you are mm-hmm. right as as good as your heart is when you're doing something you know 24 7 non-stop and you're not getting any reward from it financially that's basically you know paying the bills and then mm. you know paying for the basics um you know it, it does get tough and it does get disheartening so like you should be paid for the work that you, that you do um in our case you know we're we're not but it's we we know the bigger picture mm. um but yeah it's our, again our, our our case is pretty rare all, all the other organizations that we connect with they all pay themselves a salary and and they all you know live off it um you know we don't but there's there's again as i said we're we're seeing the bigger picture but as i say as a as a leader of an organization you're if you're not there that organization doesn't exist that community doesn't get blessed mm-hmm. so you should be rewarded and you should be paid and, and that's standard so like yeah people can start start community-based projects and they can earn from it
0: Yeah, that's excellent yeah and it kind of goes back to like where we started in terms of having that long-term vision yeah and knowing why you're doing it yeah I think especially when you're building a legacy you've got to understand the beauty of delayed gratification because yeah, you're not yeah, going to yeah, see yeah. all the results yeah from day one. And there might be certain points along the journey where you're just like, oh, but I'm not getting paid for this yet. Yeah. But I think just having that long-term view and knowing that, you know, even if you don't experience all the benefits in your lifetime, yeah. someone else will reap from this. They'll yeah. continue it and push it forward even beyond. Um, so yeah, what would be your last thoughts around like legacy or purpose or anything that can bless anyone that's listening to this?
1: Um, I think, yeah, I think with with you know, obviously Pastor spoke loads about purpose. There's not really much I can add to to, to what he's he's already kind of mentioned. But um, you know, when you are fortunate and blessed enough to to find and know and live within your purpose, and I know I know some people struggle to to get there, and it's not everyone has it right in front of their face, and and they need to search quite quite long and hard to find that. But when you live in your purpose and you you deliver it to to, to the highest level of of, of standard. Um, you know, great things will come through. And as I said, for me, the biggest thing is generational blessings, right? Mm-hmm. I see the bigger picture. I'm, I'm quite clear on where this is going to go and how it's gonna, you know, that the impact it's gonna have for everyone involved. Um, so yeah, just the more you, you just deliver what you're doing now to the mm-hmm. best ability. People notice that stuff, yeah, and doors will open but yeah. because of it, right? Um, and I was telling you guys earlier, on, earlier on when we were chatting. I've got a meeting on Tuesday with Keir Starmer, the head of Camden Council, the CEO and chairman of Universal, the managing director of Google, the head of ASOS, and invited me to be in the room. I'm like, what am I doing here? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But but I, I didn't go out go out looking for that opportunity. Yeah. I was invited to sit in the room and have a conversation and have a have be part of the conversation. And that's because of us just. Seeing the need and just delivering it to the best of our ability and people are seeing, you know, seeing that from the, from the outside of the importance of what we're doing. So, yeah, it's just just go out there and just, I guess, just just jump and, and you know, have faith and, and God, God will take control and, and he'll do the rest. Yeah. Yeah. And I
0: think just even following on from what you just said, I think like you said, courage is so, so important. And it's something that I've heard throughout everything that you shared. Yeah. And it kind of reminds me of a story in the Bible. So God sent twelve men to go to the promised land ahead of time to just spy out, explore it, and just see what's there. And from what I recall 10 of them came back, 10 of the men came back and was like, oh, we look like grasshoppers yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in the midst of all of these giants. We can't conquer this land. Mm-hmm. But there was only two men that came back, Joshua and Caleb. Yeah. And they were just like, well, if we have got God, we can do this, like yeah. we can go for it. Um, and they actually did see the promised land. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes as Christians, we have to remember that our God is bigger yep. than anyone that's already in that industry or in that exactly. space or any of those big brand names like yeah. God's with us. And I think it's just a word of encouragement. Mm-hmm. Like no matter what table you're set at, no matter yeah. who's there, yeah. God is there with you. And as long as you've got God with you, there's nothing you can't do. So Exactly. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. But yeah, thank you once again. Thank for you for inviting time. me. It was good being um, part of this. It was awesome. Yeah. Thank you.